This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruchem welcome everyone. We're continuing in Daf HaShavua. We're learning Meseches Ksubas Daf Mem. Daf Mem. Actually, uh, if I may, just for a few moments, uh, this this coming weekend, our uh, our shul, our Torah center is having its uh, annual campaign. So we appreciate uh, anything that anybody could do to be mishtatef. And Tavay Alechem Bracha. We're learning Daf Mem Amad Aleph. The Mishnah said there, there are three differences between Oynes and Mefateh. The Mishnah says that Oynes pays Tsar, Mefateh doesn't pay Tsar. The Mishnah said on Lamed Tes Amad Aleph, Oynes gives immediately, Mefateh only gives it when he doesn't marry her. And the Mishnah says the Oynes has to drink the cup he, he poured and Mefata, if he wants to divorce her, he can. Basically, the Oyna, the Ma'anis is forced to marry her. The Mefata is not. It says, Gemara, Oyna, Shois Vatzitzai, the Oynes drinks his cup. Amar le Rava mi Parzikaya le Ravashi. Rava from Parzikaya said to Ravashi, Michti, let us see. Migmar Gmir Mehadadi, we learn out Oynes and Mefata from each other. How do we know that Oynes pays Shkalim? We learn the, we learn out from Mefata. How do we know Mefata pays 50? We learn out from Oynes. So basically, we learn out one from the other. So we learn out one from the other, then we should say, just like the Oynes has to marry her, the Mefata should have to marry her also. So we sh- they should learn one from the other for this as well. It says, He shall take her as a wife. He should swiftly take her as a wife. Loy to him, to him implies with his consent. So even though that means like this, the starting point is that we should learn that one from the other. But the reason we don't learn that one from the other is there's exercise of that. Mafata is only, he only takes her if he wants to take her. Now on Sunday, yesterday, we learned that there's a machloikis rishonim between the Rambam and perhaps the Ramah. That the Rambam learns, this Xerus HaKosov says, there is no mitzvah at all for the Mefateh to marry her. And the Rambam learns that the Mefateh has a mitzvah to marry her, it's just we do not enforce it. By the Oynes, we enforce it. The Mefateh has a mitzvah, but we don't force him to marry her. Okay, that's an interesting subject. The Pasuk says after, in The, the Pasuk says, in mind your mind. So, so what does that mean? That we don't enforce it? Right. If he wants, he can refuse. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Oh, you mean, why didn't the Gemara say that? I mean, why, why does the Gemara have to say the word loy means midaitai? Why don't we say in your mind, which means he could refuse? Which one of those questions are you asking? They, they both might be good. By the way, Toysus asks that the same way it says Maryam Areno Leilisha, it also says Leisha So why don't we darshan that he only has to marry her if he wants? Why don't we make the same drasha Bayoinus? Toysus says it's illogical to make such a drasha. Because it, since we know if he marries her, he can't send her away. So clearly, Loi does not mean with his das. Interesting. 
Okay. Says the Gemara, Ketzat Shoisvasitsa, what does it mean he has to drink the cup that he poured? Chulu. What does that mean? Amar of Kahana, Amrita Lashmaita Kamedra of Zidman Narda. I said this teaching before Rabzvita from Naharda. Okay, so let's think about what's going on over here. The woman is a mukashchen. She is full of boils. She's deformed. She's a cripple. And we say, too bad, you have to marry her. Why? You have a mitzvah dairaisa. Now, by the way, the Mishnah says, but what if she is usher to him as an isra lav? Then he does not take her as a wife. So the question is, why not? Why don't we say the mitzvah's asay of Eloi si'ali isha pushes off the lav, whether she's a mamzeres or a nasina or whatever other lav she is. Yeah, why don't we say, Asei, Doicha, Loisasei? Says Gemara, Amrav Kahana, Amrita, Shmaita, Kamei, Rav Zid, Minerda, Nesi, Asei, why doesn't the Asei come along, Venidcha, Loisasei, and push off the Loisasei? Interesting question, no? Let the Asei of Loisi, Elisha, come and push off the lav of Ena, Ruuya, Lavoi, Bisrael. So the Gemara says something interesting. Amali, Rav Zvid said to me, says Rav Kahana, When do we say the Asay comes and pushes off the lav? For example, we know that circumcision is a mitzvah Asay, and cutting off Tsaras is a lois Asay. Well, what if the baby has Tsaras in the Makam Hamila? So then we say Asay of Mila pushes off the Laisase. You know why? There's no other way to fulfill the assay. There's no other way. You have to do the circumcision. There's no way to exempt yourself from the circumcision. You know why the assay is doichal Laisase? Because there's no alternative. What do, you, what do you want to do? What should he do? Not do the circumcision. There's no way around the circumcision. But over here, If she says, I don't want, is there an assay? So therefore, says Rashi, since if she would say, I don't like the guy, there's no assay, then therefore we teach her to say, I don't like the guy when we're dealing with a lav. By saras, there's no way around the assay. You can't opt out of the assay. You have to do the circumcision. So you have to do the circumcision. The circumcision will push off the saras. Masha'in Cain, by the mitzvah of marrying the person who was raped, if she says, I don't want to marry him, so then, he can't marry her. So there's no assay. So since that's a possibility, we tell her to say that I don't like her. I don't like him. And this way, there's no assay. Which is very difficult, because let's say she would say, I do like him. Would he be allowed to marry her if she was a chayvei lavin? It would seem like yes. We would say, Asay is doichaloi sase. The only reason that we don't uh, follow the Asay is because we tell her, we instruct her, say, I don't want, say, don't go through it. 
But that implies if she decides to go through it, then we would say, Other Rishonim learn a little differently, that because she can opt out of the Asay, that demonstrates it's a weak Asay, and Asay you could opt out of, cannot push off a love. And then even if she would not opt out of it, but because she could opt out of it, therefore the uh, therefore the yase does not push off the lav. We had a whole stuck in your bump whether Yibam should the the of Yibam should override a Karis Yibam. Right. And we never said then in the Gemara, oh, but you have an option of Khalidsam to the Khaira than what's what's the Shaila. In that case you had to opt out of the evil by doing something. So what's the question of it of of Lab Daifalisa saying? You could opt out of it because you could opt out of Yibam? Okay, it's a little different. By Oynes, she could say I don't want to be Mekayim this mitzvah. And then there's no mitzvah. By Yibam, you could say I don't want to be Mekayim it, but there's still a mitzvah. If she, if she says I don't want to marry him, you're not being Mavatel the mitzvah. The mitzvah. There is no mitzvah. If she doesn't want, there is no mitzvah. By Yibam, if the guy says... I don't want to do Yibam. It's not that there's no mitzvah of Yibam. He's just choosing not to do it. Again, I, whether that makes for a difference, but there is a distinction. Um, okay. Let us proceed. Says the Mishnah. Yesoima Shenesarsa. Now, a Yesoima, an orphan girl, that had erison and then got divorced. Rebelezer Oimer Ha'inas Chayev. Rebelezer says, if you rape her, you're Chayev HaMafata, and if you seduce her, Pater. Now, this is very difficult, because if she's an orphan, then she has no father. The Knas goes to her. So you're Chayev in Oinas, and of course you would be Pater from Mafata, because she agreed to do it. So if we're talking about a straight up Yesoima, a real Yesoima, then it goes without saying that if you rape her, you're chayev, and if you seduce her, you're pater, because if you rape her, it goes to her, there's no father, and if you seduce her, you're pater, um, because she was meichal, because she let you do it. So then why need to add nisar semenes garsha? Um... So it must be, it's a, second, it's a second case. Rashi says, the Gemara is going to say, we're talking about two cases. Case number one is Yisayma. If somebody rapes or seduces a Yisayma, you're chayef for Oynas, you're pater for Mephata. And a second case is, if somebody rapes or seduces Nesar Sevenesgarsha, that also is something that goes to her. So if you're Ma'anas her, then you're chayef. And if you're Mephata her, you're pater. Like the opinion of Rabbi Akiva in the Mishnah, that son who's ma'anis, a nisar semenesgarsha, it goes to her. Amar Rabba Babrachan, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Elazar, Beshitas, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Amra. Rabbi Elazar in the Mishnah is going like the shita of his Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva. 
the Amar who says, Yeshla Knas, that if somebody is Ma'anis, a Nara, Shenes Arsav, and Garsha, she has a Knas, a Knas Al-Atzma. So this Mishnah that says, Nisarsa v'nisgarsha, ma'anis chayev mefata pater is going like Rabbi Akiva of the Mishnah. Who says, Yeshla knas uknasa la'atzma. How do I know? Mimai midiktani yisoyma. From the fact that the Mishnah starts off by talking about a yisoyma, an orphan girl. Rabbi Elezer, Aymer o'inis chayev. Rabbi Elezer says, if you rape her, you're chayev. Mefata pater, if you seduce her, you're pater. Of course, if you're ma'anus or you're chayv, and if you seduce her, you're pater. That's obvious. She has no father, so it's all going to her. So if you rape her, you're chayv. But if she agrees to do it, so she was Michael, so you're pater. Pshita, it's obvious. Elamai, the case of Yusayma, is saying, Elaha kamashmalan. Rather, the way to read the Mishnah is that. A nisarsa v'nisgarsha has the status of a yisoyma. That a woman who did erosin and then nisuin, she has the status of a yisoyma. Just like yisoyma, she's in the Rishus, she's in her own domain, so too, nisarsa v'nisgarsha, she's in her own domain. Because we wouldn't need to say what the halacha is by a yisoyma. Of course, a, a girl who has no father. So if you rape her, you're chayef. Because this is something you owe her, so you got to pay her. But if you seduce her, so she agreed, she consented, so you're going to be pater. So that goes without saying. The case of Yusayma does not need to be stated. So why do we have to say it? The answer is the way we're, we're reading the Mishnah. The Mishnah is saying that a girl who's nisarsa v'nisgarsha is like a Yusayma. She's like Yisayma. The question the Rishonim asked is, Rashi on the Mishnah said that the Gemara is going to say that the Mishnah is talking about two cases. Case one, Yisayma. Case two, Nisarsa v'Nisgarsha. That does not seem to be what the Gemara is saying. The Gemara seems to be saying that a girl who's Nisarsa v'Nisgarsha has the halachic status of a Yisayma. Okay. But anyway, that the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that a girl who is Nisarsa v'Nisgarsha is like Yisayma. Ma Yisayma la'atzma. Just like Yisayma it goes to her, Afnara so to a Nara that was in, was had Erisin and was divorced goes to her. That's what Rabbi Lazar means in the Mishnah. The Gemara just concludes with the following comment. Amar of Zera, Amar Rabba Barshila, Amar Rav Hamnuna Saba, Amar of Adabar Ava, Amar Rav. Halacha Kirabi Lazar. The halacha is like Rabbi Lazar. Meaning we pask in this way. Nisarsa v'nisgarsha, it goes to her. Not only that, kari rav alei de Rabbi Lazar, rav said about Rabbi Lazar, tuvino de chachimi, the most fortunate of all the sages. Now the Rabbi Lazar was speaking as Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua, the student of Rabbi Akiva. Like the Gemara says in Yevamais, 
that when Rabbi Kiva's 24,000 students passed away, the world was desolate until Rabbi Kiva came to the sages in the south, and he taught Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Lazar ben Shemua. Okay. Now we're going to talk about Baishas. There's a, pe- a penalty of Baishas. If a man rapes a woman, besides paying the 50 shekel, you got to pay Baishas. Ezehu Baishas. What is embarrassment? It depends who the embarrasser is. Rashi said something very interesting. An average person who embarrasses someone, the embarrassment is greater than if an important person embarrasses someone or if a below average person embarrasses someone. If a below average person embarrasses someone, Okay, big deal. That person's a non-entity. The person who caused the embarrassment is not chashav. He's a non-entity. And if an important person embarrasses someone, okay, he's very important. He has high standards. It's not so embarrassing. But the an average person that causes embarrassment, um, that's the most embarrassment. And it depends on the one who receive the embarrassment. The more hush of someone is, the more embarrassment he feels. Pegam. How do you evaluate Pegam? We evaluate her as if she was a maidservant sold at the market. How much was she worth before she was raped? And how much is she worth now? The Gemara is going to ask, her value doesn't go down because somebody coerced her. She, as, as a cleaning lady, nobody cares about whether she was coerced or not. It doesn't make her go down in value on the slave market. Knas shave b'chalada. The knas is equal by everyone. So, boishas depends on the one give, dishing it out, the one receiving it. Pagam, it depends how much she went down in value. But the knas is a set amount. Any shear that is set then uh, is uniform across the board by everybody. Okay, let's uh, battery. So the Gemara asks, so the Gemara asks, you pay boishes, you pay pagam, and then on top of that you pay fifty shekel. Maybe when the Torah says you pay fifty shekel, it's an all-encompassing payment that includes the payment, the embarrassment, and includes the the diminution of value. How do you know it's fifty shekel besides it? Maybe the fifty shekel includes everything. Maybe the fifty sela. You see, the Gemara says Sela. The Mishnah said Shekel. But it's the same amount. Maybe the 50 Sela is for all the payments. So the Gemara says that's illogical that the 50 Shekel includes all payments. Because are you telling me that whether someone raped a princess or somebody raped a regular woman, it's 50 Shekel, it's 50 Shekel, it's 50 Shekel? But the princess experiences more embarrassment. Her value goes down more. 
Amrav Zero Yomru Bal Basmal Baal Basmalachim Chamishim Baal Basadiotis Chamishim. I'm going to say if someone had forced relations with a princess, it's 50. And with a regular woman, it's 50. That doesn't make sense. If, if, it makes more sense. There's a uniform knas of 50, but the embarrassment fluctuates and the pagam fluctuates. But to say it's 50 across the board no matter what, why would that be? So therefore it has to be 50 shekel as the knas. And then on top of that there's pagam and baishas. So What about an evet as well? If a ox gores an evet, where the Torah gives a cap of 30 shekel, why don't we, does, why don't we ask the same question? That regardless, irrespective of whether the servant works in diamonds or the servant works in needles, it's 30. Why don't we say it's 30 is the baseline, but there are other payments as well. Meaning clearly we see that sometimes the Torah has a standard, a, specific, a, um, a fixed value, irrespective of the person's worth and his job. We see that by somebody, uh, an ox that kills an Eved. So why, we could say the same thing by uh, Kenas, regardless of who was Nenas, regardless of who was raped. It should be 50, and that includes everything. Okay, that's we're going to hold it over here. And um, I have a wedding tomorrow night. So we'll have to figure out when we're doing uh, Memam Bez. I'll keep you posted, okay? Maybe earlier in the day, maybe... We'll see. Okay, Be'ezus Hashem. Thank you very much. Shkoyach, Alan. Kol Tov. Good night, good night. Good night, Reb Lewis. Kol Tov. Just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.